Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My opinion? Why were you not like this before? This is the thing. That's my point. He ain't made shit. You just he ain't made me. nothing. Let's do it. FT Live. Brzezinski will join us. Here's Joe Will and Rosenthal and Kike Hernandez back home where he belongs which I can't wait for. Braun and Kratz, and yes, we did not plan this, but we might as well let the world know while it's just us for the first maybe five, 10 minutes that you can head over to foulterritoryshop.com if you enjoy t-shirts. That I got like you now, Claudia, sorry. Hint of gray to them, or a nice black hoodie that has our FT logo on them. If you want to support the FT fam. Merchandise leap year. Merchandise leap year, yeah. So how does that work? I don't know. I think it's we sell one item only on what is it? February 29th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at the Leap calendar. Year's stuff. never changed. MLB has never asked me to make the calendar for the year. January, February, March, April, May, June. Oh, July. that whole thing. That I'll whole never thing. get that. I'll never, never understand change. that. You know, and now growing up, I feel like in elementary and middle school, they had all these tricks for how to remember certain things. And I'm like, no. Well, you'll never it. forget it now. I don't, I think I already forgot it. <laughs> See, it's the highest one, 30. One. The highest ones are 31. Yep. Okay. Got it. I'll forget <laughs> it in five minutes. You got a lot more going on in that brain. More important. Most important, actually, if you're into news off the field, and I saw some people in the comments already mention it, Shohei Otani is officially off the market. There it is. Shohei posted to all my friends and fans throughout, I have an announcement to make. Not only have I began a new chapter in my career with the Dodgers, but I also have begun a new life with someone from my native country of Japan who's very special to me, and I wanted everyone to know I am now married. I'm excited for what is to come, and thank you for your support. I will add this. P.S. Stop sliding into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> he was so... <laughs> I mean, 2.5 million likes on his Instagram. But there are There's, probably a lot of dislikes. There, I was just going to say... He is rich, handsome, and talented. Lead. Yes. And he's like, he's got a great personality. Like He's the guy that you would let marry... Your daughter. Well, not anymore. A lot of those 2,500, I mean, 2.5 million, they were dislikes. They were dislikes. They were not happy. Mm-hmm. They There's, were pissed. There was, there was a lot of women that were like, hmm, I never knew there was a, I had a shot, but now I definitely don't. Yep, exactly. I didn't even think about this, but now I'm out. Yep. The one thing I'll say from an appearance perspective with Otani is he is probably taller and maybe more built than you think oh my gosh right when he first came into the league i was like oh okay he's probably like six one you know 200 or something he's like six four and broad shoulders built dude 
two, probably 235, if I were to guess. When I saw him at yeah. 19, I remember he was standing at the end of the line. It was in 2014, and he was 19 years old. He mm-hmm. was standing at the end of the line with a couple other other pitchers. And a lot of the guys on the Japanese team, Team Samurai, are not very tall. So it was, right. it was and not built. Of, it was similar and, yes, very slight. There was uh, – Seiya was on that team. Um, Abe, their catcher, like stacked up guys. Mm-hmm. And Shohei at 19 years old, you were like, what? I think there was one dude that was taller than him. And so, yeah, he's, he's a physical specimen. Mm-hmm. Ladies – not anymore. It's over. Yeah, it's and according over. to Bob Nightingale, he was the most eligible bachelor. We love you, Bob. I disagree, Bob. I disagree. And I would love in the chat to hear who is the most eligible bachelors in baseball. I feel like there's a high, high, high leader in the clubhouse. But okay. I would love to hear because I, I can miss some people. But what would you get? What would you get Shohei for a wedding gift? I would get him... An FT shirt or okay. sweatshirt. Feel like that's a selfish gift. Gold encrusted. Gold encrusted. So he'd have the only gold encrusted one. You have to give him something then, one of one. And then AJ. And then AJ's jealous because he doesn't have the gold. Yeah, and one. he would not be able to get it under any circumstances. So that's what you give everybody at their wedding. No, just just for Shohei, because he is the one guy I think that we might have trouble ever getting on this show. Yeah, I would say if there's one active player. He is probably the toughest one for us to get. Okay. Would that be fair? That, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like we'll get every player that we'd like to chat with I have over to, a two-year period. I have to ask Masahiro Tanaka mm-hmm. to get Shohei because that would make an epic, epic show. Them together. Them together. What's Masa doing? Just chilling? He's pitching. He's pitching. Oh, he's Eagles. still pitching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's an eagle. I would love to talk to him at some point. Oh, Masa. Masa would be great. Yeah. But it's a little – you're talking about like like his his celebrity status is elite in Japan. But not as elite as Shohei Otani. You're right. But it's more like a legend status. Like right. Ichiro. Shohei's like, like Ichiro. It's, it's Ichiro. It's – Well, it's um, like right now for us in America maybe – Harper or Judge versus Griffey. No? He's more like Griffey in Japan. He's just still playing. Okay. And his wife is more popular than him. His wife was a pop star. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. But I would get Shohei. You didn't ask, but I would get Shohei. Oh, oh, I was going to ask. An ice cream maker. That's what I get people for their weddings. What if he doesn't like ice cream? What if he's lactose intolerant? You know, the Dodgers had the Dairy Dodgers years back where yeah, yeah. most of them skipped dairy. Yeah, but Gabe left. It was yeah. a Kapler thing? It was a Kapler. It was a, I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of negative for dairy, but yeah, everybody likes ice cream. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to eat it. He can make it for his friends. Right. For when he has guests over. Yes. Okay. Ice cream maker. That's cool. It's a go. It's a great gift. Let us know what you would give Shohei Otani. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the gift that he most enjoys right now is a BFF. And as we charge the mount, that man's name is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I actually think those two will make each other better, happier, more fun for us to follow. You know, Shohei's there watching him pitch. The vets don't have to be there. They have stuff going on, especially him. And he's there to support his friend who pitched. And on social, while he was pitching, you either get people that are like, oh my gosh, this is real. This dude's about to win the Cy Young. Or people being like, it's spring training. Stop freaking out. Why are you all over Yamamoto making his debut in a fake game? And for me, I'm more on the first side of the equation here where I'm not saying he's going to win the Cy Young, but I'm like, can we get excited? This is a dude coming from overseas who's never thrown a single major league pitch, never thrown a spring training pitch, and he is making more than any other pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I want to see what that looks like. Make it a big deal. Yeah, make it a big deal. Why not? Who cares? I don't care about the results as much. If he gave up a homer or two, I don't give a shit. I just want to see what he looks like on the mound against the top competition in the world, and I want to see what his pitches look like. So when he struck out, who did he strike out? Nathaniel Lowe, right? It's 94 fastball, 74 curveball, 90 splitter. You can see also just watching him work, how unique he is as a pitcher. He's an undersized righty. Most undersized righty righties in America, if they're prospects, get dinged a few points because they're a righty and they're smaller and they don't think they're going to be as durable. And to an extent, that has been true. There aren't you know 50 names that we can come up with that are his stature. There's probably five. And then everyone's going to bring up the injuries. Like you can't, you can't bring up the injuries to, you know, to the small guys without bringing up the injuries to the big guys. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that it's more or less. I just think those guys get less, less chances. So when they come in, there's less guys under six foot that are getting injured. Just maybe at the same rate that guys that are six foot four are getting injured. But what you said about, how they're going to make them better. Shohei and Yamamoto are going to make each other better. You need to be comfortable as a player to get out of your own skin. He's not Shohei. He's not, from what we saw earlier, he's not a, he's not a recluse. He's not introverted. He, he wants to be out there. He's mm-hmm. out at LA at Laker games. He wants to be out where everyone's hanging out. So I think him being comfortable, being able to go to Shohei and be like, Hey, what about this? Instead of being like, ah, you know, I'll just give it a year to kind of feel it out. I think it's, I think it is a, it's huge for the Dodgers, obviously, but I think it's huge for baseball because he's going to be able to be who he is and, and not saying that Shohei's not Shohei is who he is. It's just, he's not as, as out there front and center. Mm-hmm. And maybe Yamamoto wants to be that way. We don't know yet, but what oh, I love about, he does. I, I think he does. He likes what what did what did Josie say on our show? Josie said he likes he flash. likes he likes Bentleys. Yeah. He likes Bentleys and he wasn't talking about the watches. Yeah. So I think that kind of stuff is cool. But about his outing, 16 out of 19 pitches were strikes. The thing that I thought was cool 
or was interesting to watch, Austin Barnes has been catching him all of spring training before the game, like all his side sessions. He caught him today. I wonder if he's going to be his personal catcher. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll be something. Did they talk about that? I haven't seen that they, anywhere. I haven't. Where, I haven't. Where seen did you get that information? When I watched the game, okay, they were talking about how he's caught all his pens, and then afterwards, you know, they do the interview in the dugout, and he was just like he he kind of pushed to the side. They never asked, "Are you going to be his personal catcher?" But he's caught all of his pens, and. So it'll be interesting. All his side sessions, his live BPs, everything. So it'll be interesting to see if that's what they decide to do. Like they decide to go with an Austin Barnes, great receiver, mm-hmm. not as much with the bat, but great receiver. And, you know, they pair him up and they let Will Smith catch the other four guys. I don't know. I think it's a big, I think it's a big thing because that's once every six days. And you don't really want Austin Barnes playing over Will Smith ever. Yeah, but you're also going you play to every day. give the team, what, 30-ish starts? Probably 30 starts, probably play 45 games as a backup. Right, so these are the ones that they might handpick. And, and the Dodgers have done it before. I mean, Kershaw's had personal catcher situations. Yeah, remember Barnes, Barnes, Barnes was catching Kershaw. Yeah, Barnes, he, and even before him, remember when he was upset when they traded away? His, oh, AJ Ellis. AJ Ellis, yeah. But it's, you know, it's guys that handle the ball in the lower part of the zone. But Barnes, I think, if I looked at my research right, he handles the ball up a lot better, too, mm-hmm. than than Will Smith does. Will Smith's elite, one of the best three catchers, I think, in the game. Yes. But Austin Barnes, if you get that extra value out of your pitcher because you can keep his pitches in the zone, you get a few more strikes, and you got to work them in somehow. You can't play all 160 behind the dish. So... I think I think it's interesting yeah. that they're pairing those two up together. There's a reason for it. Yep. When the Dodgers make a decision, there's a reason for it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they're not just like, eh, whatever. Just go and catch all of them. Yeah. No. And what what you said is, in my mind, what I've seen from teams that do believe in some type of personal catching situation nowadays. It goes beyond just. Oh, they get along well. This pitcher wants a personal catcher. The next level is, how does he frame the baseball? Where does he thrive, right, defensively and in his receiving skills? And they can actually match that up with the right pitcher. And that value without getting into receiving value, maybe one day we'll get into it. Yeah. That value is so huge. Like we're talking like you can get – you can have like a great game behind a dish receiving – and it can be more valuable when somebody hits a homer in the game. Mm-hmm. It's it is crazy, but that is a yeah. That's interesting. That's, I like that though. And it's and it's you know all those good teams have algorithms that they plug in, and they're like, I get it. If we take Will Smith out of the lineup, we lose this value, probably like a point three runs per game. Sure. If Austin Barnes gets four pitches borderline pitches that comes out to a 0.4 that comes out to a 0.42 or 0.44 value they're saying that that is much better for the six or seven innings that that Austin Barnes is catching Yoshinobu Yamamoto and that could be Smith's off day also he could appear later I like it um do you remember Shohei Otani's first spring training before we move on People were freaking out. I remember Ichiro's first spring training. 
It was people were really freaking brutal. out. It was terrible. It was like 160, 180. And he was and like, ah, he, I'm just fucking with you. I'm a Hall of Famer. And then he went out one rookie of the year MVP, hit like 370 or 380, something like that. Dude, that is the that is the ultimate dupe. It was, it was that the, is ultimate. the ultimate dupe. They're like, oh, we're gonna just let's just blow fastballs by this guy. He sucks. And he's and like he, the he was best sitting there, like, the hey, hey, look at this, look at this. He's like, <laughs> punch the league in the, the whole face. Spring training, they're like, yo, did you see the Mariners just signed? This dude sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Otani had struggles too in spring training, and it was all the rage because he was talked about so much when he first came over. And you had the you know American Idol style, these this many teams, and we're narrowing it to this many teams. It, it was all the talk, right? And then he shows up to spring training, and he had some issues, and people were freaking out, and it was the same story. Where like, that's uh i think he's actually incredible think about how hard that is if you go to a country and i know we probably hit on this too much but if we go you go to another country next mm-hmm. time any of our fans go to another country think about being there knowing you're going to be there for the next eight months know that you have to be one of the elite at what you're doing during that time and don't even forget the fact that you just got paid a ton of money and there's pressure with that Oh, and that country, if you're in it, you don't know the language either. Like that is, that is so, so tough. So spring training for players who come over from Japan, American players in spring training going to Japan, that is so tough. And you need to give people grace in that, in that moment. I was reading about Francisco Alvarez learning English, and he was at a point initially where he didn't feel comfortable doing a Chipotle order. That's real. Like that's real. You might not get the order you want, you know. So watch, watch the movie Sucre. It gives you a small glimpse sugar. of what Latin players. It's it's called sugar, but it's, yeah, it's in Sucre Spanish. in Spanish. Yeah, um, it gives you a small glimpse of what players who don't know the language. What, what it's it's based on a Dominican player, but coming to the United States, the kid ordered, the kid ordered hamburguesas. Con queso, because he knew what he knew how to say cheeseburger. And it's it's really, really hard, and people need to understand that it makes it it just puts it in perspective. I'm looking back at all my notes. It was actually even more crazy than I thought of all the talk about Otani's swing. That was what was really getting picked on. And then the last game of spring training, he ditches the big leg kick for a toe tap to time up fastballs. That was Hinsky working with him. And he's like, just try it out in BP. And then he does it. And then look up his rookie year. It worked out. <laughs> That's crazy. So anyway, let's move on to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, John Heyman joined the show yesterday. And he tweeted that he feels like the Giants have a decent chance to get one more free agent star. But could they get... Two. I know Patrick in the chat yesterday had a good question to him, which was framed as Judge, Correa, insert big name that they've gone after over the past really five to seven years. But look at Correa last year. If there wasn't a physical issue, he would have made whatever the number was, 300 something. He was 315. Which was first, the Mets? It, no, the Mets were second. So it was 315 or 325, and then the Mets get offered him 300. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So he was in the threes. Judge's offer was in the threes. And then they're like, you've spent, but 
not like you were offering those superstars. So where's the money now? Maybe they're sick of getting, I guess they didn't get outbid by the, with Correa. No, they got him. That's the thing. They got him. So that's not, throw throw out the story about free agent recruiting and just go to the money. Who's on that level? Who's a, you're you're not throwing 300 at somebody, but I'm saying, can you, oh, hi, AJ, you got us, dude. (laughs) You know, guys, I do got you. There's only one problem. You know, when you're. Your lead guy in charge comes over and cleans up Scott's mess, and then he completely fucks up the wiring. You have problems. Okay, so, if you, you want to go they there, do? they call me in to clean it up. <laughs> you are definitely Wait, the cleaner. I'm going to give you one one inside info story that I heard because yes, I'm not the the most organized person on the planet, and well, I I take my cons, I take my flaws with pride. All right, <laughs> who's with me? But. I heard at one point when the entire studio was getting reorganized the other day, there was a text that was sent out and said, hey, do you mind if I move some of these shirts? And the response from AJ was, those are Scott's. His stuff's everywhere. And the response back was, I don't think Scott's double XL. (laughs) And I said, yes. Those those weren't the problem today, though. Those were not the problem today. The shirts weren't the problem. The shirts are way over there. The problem was the wiring that we tried to re, which it looks amazing. So, Mark, thank you. It really does look amazing. The problem is Scott comes back eventually, and then it's going to go to shit again. If they call me Hurricane, he plays. He <laughs> plays nice. He plays nice. He just doesn't clean up. No, I don't. Nope. I also don't like to touch anyone's stuff because I I don't want to get blamed like this situation. Anyway, Giants, why can they afford Judge Correa, etc., but then? They've had a nice offseason, but not a dominant offseason. We're referring to what Heyman's saying. Why can't they get two of these players? They can. Well, I mean, they can if they want to spend the money, but I don't know if they want to do it. And then they also, the, a lot of organizations look at it now, especially maybe with Chapman, they're going to block the other prospects they have at third base. And I don't know if they want to do that. So I think, I think Snell or Montgomery probably make more sense because you can always use more pitching, but. The Chapman one to me is the one that I'm like, where does he end up? Because who, you know, we all know Boris asked for the moon and the stars and the sky and everything else. But, you know, you look at his, I think what he had 56 RBIs last night, last year, and he had like 30 of them in April. And I know they say he was hurt, but where does he end up? I mean, you're going to give $25 million to a guy who had 56 RBIs last year and was allegedly hurt. So that, that's the intriguing one to me. And I think the Giants, they one, they don't want to pay that much for him. And two, they don't want to block their prospects they have there either. Man, how much is that defense? How much how much how much do you value defense, AJ? I'd rather have Snell or Montgomery because you make the defense better with punch outs, especially Snell. Who cares who's playing make, third base? If or, Snell punches out 12 a game. Or you make your band-aid rotation until until all-star break even better because you put a guy at third base that takes away doubles. I mean, he had he had 4.4 war. Three, three of that is coming from defense. Three plus of that is coming from defense. If you just go based on the value, like a low value of war, it's $8 million per one. So you're talking about so he's, he's a $30 million dollar player? Matt Chapman's a $30 million player. Matt Chapman is a whatever the qualifying offer is, I'd give him an extra million dollars for a one-year deal. Oh, okay. And I think – but see, you just said a, a war win is worth eight. Well, you just said he's a four-win player. That's $32 million. 
Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm taking out his offense. I'm taking. Also, I'm, they don't use that anymore. I mean, they do, but they don't. If you know what I'm saying, like. Oh, no, I, I understand. Ahmed Rosario, I think, got to maybe one win. So that's what did you say it was? Eight, ten, yeah. whatever that. It's and, actually and he got a mil, he got like a million bucks. So I actually was listening to something the other day where they were like, teams are. Yeah, trying because, not to use that. Yeah, because players are, are <laughs> getting squeezed. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the that's the. But again, problem. teams are going to look at Matt Chapman's year and say, I mean, yeah, okay, defense, but who, who's their third base? They had the young kid come up last year that played third base a bunch for him. They have Wilmer Flores. They have um, uh, the other guy that's the kind of the platoon guy that plays some third base. Yeah, that just made me want him even more. You haven't said anything interesting to me. Wilmer Flores and Lamont Wade as a platoon on the right side at, at first base, but at third base. Tyro Estrada, Wilmer Flores, and uh, the Not J.D. Spot. Davis. J.D. Davis, does he play third? No. Platoon. Yeah. Platoon yeah, who's the young, they had the young kid that came up to play third for him. He was playing, I thought oh, he was playing short. Piece of Schmidt. Casey Schmidt? Casey Schmidt. Yeah, Casey Schmidt. He played third. Okay. No, I thought it was a. Didn't didn't Matos? Didn't Luis Matos? No, he's no Matos is an outfielder. So the the two guys that I've been following forever are Matos and Luciano. Luciano, but he was playing short. Luciano is the shortstop if he can handle the position, and I that's what they're going to roll with if possible. JD didn't JD Davis play a ton of third base for him too? Probably too much. You know what helps though? A young shortstop who maybe could take up a little less space that he needs to cover. Yeah, Matt but... Chapman at the hot corner who made Marcus Semien significantly better during the time period that he was at shortstop, right? With Oakland, remember? 100%. When he was he was like the worst shortstop defensively in the league. And and then Matt Chapman obviously among other improvements made him much better at that position because he had to focus on a smaller lane and he said that. Semien said that. The boot for sure, and and that there's such a value at third base. Not as much at short, but there's not elite. There's not as elite defenders at short right now. Third base is kind of taking the taking the sabermetrics, the analytics numbers by storm. I actually I actually sold Matt Chapman short. Two platinum gloves, mm-hmm. four gold, but, two of them were platinum. But by, by like, the way, they just said Flores is two point six WAR and JD Davis was point nine. Add the pitchers, so Matt Reinecke. I mean, that's... you guys are way into war, like way no, too into saying. war. No, I know. I know. Oh, no, you're not into war. You're into what? OPS plus war, blah, 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 OPS blah, plus. blah, guess blah, blah. Matt Chapman has been above average every freaking year. And also, I get it. He was super Great. streaky. He he had an injury that he said affected him, especially in the second half. Also, of course, what are you going to say? Offense. Dude, he carried the offense for the first month. He still had a 330 on base. I think at this point, People have been talking him down so much that he's undervalued, in my mind. He's still one of the best all-around third baseman in the league. No? He's top yeah, 10 for sure. I mean, okay. There's only 30 of them, so if he's top 10, it's, I mean, there's only 30 of those guys. starters, but. Top five. Borderline top five. Top two. Okay, would you rather have him or Max Muncy? Who's what? Him or, uh, would you rather have Matt Chapman or Max Muncy? At third? Yeah. Chapman. Chapman. Okay. Uh, Chapman or Eugenio Suarez? Chapman. Okay, Chapman or uh, Josh Young? Chapman. Wow, okay. 
let's see. Let's, let's find some. Let's go through some other third basemen. Well, there's and, better uh, ones. I mean, Austin Riley, I would rather have. That's easy. Oh, okay. DJ LeMahieu. Crap. Oh, Chapman, easy. That's not even close. Okay. Alec Baum. Okay. Chapman. Devers. Devers. You'd rather Devers. have Devers. Okay. Well, dude, Devers over or Chapman over Bohm? Million dollar player. Chapman yes. over Bohm. Yes, Chapman over Bohm. The the defense is worlds ahead. You dude, guys Bohm play. Bohm's pretty underrated. good, bro. Not a bad offensive player. Here's oh. here's my here's my thing. Look what the Blue Jays. They had the same OPS plus, and Look. and Matt Chapman is a significantly better defender. Like not even in the same weight class. Okay. Look at look at the Blue Jays' starting rotation. Do you think those four four of those five guys have the year that they have without Matt Chapman with a replacement level third baseman? Does who? The the starting yeah. pitchers. Do you do you think they have well, Ga- the year? Gosman's Gosman's a strikeout guy, so his numbers okay. aren't going to change. Okay. Uh, who else? Kikuchi. I think he'd be fine. He's a fly ball guy. Uh, who else do they have? Uh, Bassett's a fly ball guy. So, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, here's the thing with the Giants, though. You know, who do they have that's a ground ball guy? Logan Webb? Okay, but he's more of an up-the-middle shortstop second base. You know, there's not a – I don't think there's a ton of – most of the time when you roll over, it's it's more of the lefty guy throwing cutters in, a John Lester that needs the stand-up third base, and Mark Burley throwing cutters into these righties. That's, that where, that's why, like, Joe Creedy was so – valuable when Mark Burley pitched because he would get every ball at third base. And we're like, oh, Creedy's over there. Let's just have him hit it over there. You're out, right? Like Eric Chavez, when he had Mulder and Zito, they were, they were, all right, yeah, you're out. Eric Chavez, you're gone. But that's the same thing. That's the same thing. A lefty cutter, he's throwing righty sinkers, a bad swing. You're really chopping yeah. balls at third base down the line. And Matt Chapman's not letting that happen. So yeah. to me, I think that value, especially on a team that, needs pitching because their offense isn't going to be crazy and you're not finding you're not finding an upgrade you're not finding anybody out there that's going to give you more than what matt chapman's going to give you it's yeah. just a matter of what his price is robbie ray's a lefty jordan hicks gets a lot of ground balls so also i was on a mariners podcast yesterday and they were asking me about the free agent market and they're not going to spend 30 million dollars on a pitcher i know everyone thinks blake snell's going there yeah shocker their gm actually said that they're reallocating money from pitching to position players they're not getting matt chapman either but same thing we went through what they have at third base it's josh rojas would you rather have and luis arias who is coming off a brutal year and has had an injury plague career, and it really, for the most part, hasn't worked out for him. Matt Chapman. So where does he fit? Team, dude, Matt Chapman San Francisco significantly. San Francisco or the Cubs? Well, I mean, where's his fit, and who's going to pay it? There's the question because again, Boris isn't going to be like. I mean, unless someone comes in with the kind of contract Cody Bellinger got offered, who's going to pay the, the the Piper? Who's going to pay twenty five million? Because that's what you know Boris is holding out for. He's holding out for at, 20 to 25 Hoskins million. Deal. Look at Hoskins' deal. That's what I see. That's what I see. Well, Boris won't, won't get there, though, I don't think. When's Boris going to get there? Because they're there now. I mean, we're, we're well, March 1st, I mean, we're we're leap year, so we're four years behind right now, but <laughs> February 29th, right? So we, they actually got an extra day here to, to make up for it. So, I mean, again, we talked about it yesterday. When's the drop dead day for pitchers? To get into camp, right? When's the drop dead for a position player? Like at some point, it's shit or get off the pot. And 
right now there's some good dudes that are just sitting out there going, I'm just twiddling my thumbs because, hey, I'll put it all in one guy's hands. And listen, Scott Boris usually comes through. But right now, I mean, he's got four big names just sitting there. Yesterday was the anniversary of Harper signing. Ironically, you were at Philly's camp. So Harper, Harper is a superstar. He ended up having a great first year in Philly. So we're getting there. To me, I think it's for a position player. And AJ, you can, you can talk on this more. To me, it's in the next five to seven days because that gives you three weeks of games. And I know you can go over to the other, to the minor league side and go boom, boom, field one, field two, field one, field two. But that's just at bats. To me, it's getting on your feet, getting that timing and getting in the rhythm of the season. And I like three weeks. Like if I were to shorten spring training and not have as many minor league invites and non-roster guys, to me, it'd be a three-week. It'd be a, th- a three-week festivity. There's only one problem with that. What pitchers Game. need the time. Pitchers need the time. Pitchers need the and time. Owners, also, and owners um, make money because they don't pay guys in spring training. Let's not forget. One more fun fact. So these spring training sites are a mini version of what we often cover with the big league ballparks. The local community often donates significant tax do- tax dollars for these <laughs> ballparks to be built. Spring training, it's even more crazy. They usually like pay for the whole thing. Okay. So can you imagine if they get a phone call like, hey, Port St. Lucie, I know you got six, seven weeks of tourists coming through to watch the Mets, but we're going to cut it down to three. Thanks for paying for our ballpark. Bye. Like that's not going to happen. That that ballpark's old anyways. They need to read it. I know. We need to read it. If you would have used the Braves or the – or the, damn, the Phillies where I was at yeah. yesterday, and I damn sunburned as hell. He's like, oh, I got sunburned. I got so Dude. much sunburned. He just learned about the sun in yeah, he's Florida. Just, my first time that? out in the sun. I, I do see it. I just wonder why. You well, were okay, because when we, to, when we went to uh, Tiger Town the day before, mm-hmm. we were inside, and it was all nice. And it was all fancy. Like and I was like, oh, Florida that, people. that's what the Phillies are going to do. So we go to the Phillies. And Mark, the same guy who couldn't figure out the wires, decided to put the sun on top of my face. And if you saw the show yesterday, the sun was – you saw Tony Clark. He had the towels. He had like a full sweat towel because, I mean, literally the sun was on my face. Mark also didn't re- re- did refuse to get sunscreen for me. So, you know, uh, mm, I don't know. Florida, what a place. Okay, well, so I don't know let's where- get I don't know well, where Florida is, but I know where Florida is. Florida, I get it. I've been corrected 9,000 times already down there. Can we can we get back to the TV schedule when you get a chance? Can we throw that back out for the world to view for us to slice up? Because this is actually a perfect way to explain how I complain. This is like a total, you know what really grinds my gears. And yes, baseball fans like to complain. We like to complain. But I'm complaining because I want more baseball and that baseball already exists. It is happening and I can't be at some of these games and I would like to be able to flip on a TV or a phone or a tablet, whatever, and watch the games. It's that simple. When you look at this list, the fact that we don't have every single game available to watch to some extent, doesn't have to be televised, streamed, whatever, is wild to me. Wild. I get it. It's expensive to put broadcasts together, but like Ken said, you can do a dumbed down version depending on what the game is. I think the expectation is lower for spring training in terms of what you're going to see, but to not be able to see it at all is a huge width. 
you get to see people. You get to see the guys that are going to be coming up. This is the one chance. Not everybody has the MLB package. Yes, I think it's great that they put the minor league package in there if you want to showcase that or if you want to look at that yourself. But this is a chance for them to showcase it. This is a chance for the Rangers, the World Championship Rangers, who have some more, I don't understand it, more elite prospects in their minor league system that come up and were raking. I forget, what is his name? Uh, y- is it Yadiel Hernandez? Yariel? He had like 99 stakes last year in AAA. He has a beautiful swing, huge right-handed hitter. And I was watching in the game yesterday. To me, that's got to be exploited. Not exploited. It's got to be exposed. Displayed. And this is a chance. Yeah, this is exactly. their chance. I agree. It's got to be displayed. Also, there, there's jokes and questions like, why are the Angels leading the pack? I mean, I think they forgot <laughs> that Otani left. <laughs> but I give them a ton of credit, okay? I can hate on Angels management ownership sometimes. But whoever figured out them showing just about all of their spring training games nailed it. That's awesome. Also, don't I mean I remember when like like three spring training games were televised by teams, right? Like I remember when it was like none. The broadcasters would come in and do like I remember when I was at the White Sox, the broadcasters we play like the Cubs on a Saturday and they do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that was like the welcome back to baseball hmm. uh, weekend for for the White Sox broadcast, and that was it. And, and then they just kind of hang around the rest of the time, but. It, it wasn't a lot. I mean, I, heck, when I was with the Twins 20-plus years ago, I don't remember broadcasting hardly any games for spring training. So we're getting there, but, like, the Reds 10 games? Are you freaking kidding me? Like, they have one of the most exciting young teams with young kids. Show all these dudes. The Braves, I think it was 11. We mentioned the Rangers. I, I mean, some of these teams need to, like, step it up. Listen, I got to see Ben, ben Davis and uh, Tom McCarthy yesterday with the Phillies. I mean, they were excited to do these games because they get to see kids that are probably going to try and help them during the regular season. Plus, they get to hang around the team. And plus, they're in Florida for a month. Who doesn't want to be huh. in Florida for this month? The weather's beautiful. The game's over. They can go golfing in the morning. They can go fishing, go have a nice dinner on the beach at night. I mean, who doesn't want to do that when someone else is paying for it? Also, I actually love the style of some spring training broadcasts. I'm a little bit more progressive, forward-thinking, Sometimes certain broadcasts sound too, here's the pitch. It is 9-2 in the fifth. And that's why, <laughs> hey, I'm biased, but I do genuinely love the AJ, Adam Amin combo and occasional Wayno when he's there too. I mean, it is entertaining and they're still documenting and calling the game and rising for the big moments. But in spring training, sometimes you see more personality even from the broadcasters because the game is not a big deal, right? The results of the game. So I actually think it can get super entertaining. Sometimes I learn a ton about the teams, even more so sometimes than during the regular season where the broadcasters sometimes are like so pitch by pitch and sometimes they forget that it's on TV and not radio. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll turn into a talk show with the game at the same time. It's looser. I like the way that some of those games are called. So anyway, I just feel like we're missing out. Plus they get more player interviews too. They do. They 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 can kind of grab everybody, right? Uh. Yeah, it's more chill. They come on during, you know, after an at-bat. They're done after two at-bats. You know, yesterday I think they had, uh, who did I see on there, JT maybe on, on the Phillies game after his at-bats. Or, or, you know, they can just grab guys because they have the guy in the dugout. Guy's done for the day. It's the fifth inning. And they're like, hey, JT, you hit a homer today. Let's talk and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then the, the you learn something about the guys, right? Hey, what would you do last night? You know, I went to the beach or I went and played golf. And, you know, I learned we learned Larry Boa hit a hole-in-one the other day, right? Like, 
those are the cool moments in spring training and players are more accessible in spring training because again, the stats don't count. They're just physically getting ready and they'll genuinely more open and more friendly because it's not as pressurized in spring training. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think they need the players stories to get out there and it's an opportunity to interview Whit Merrifield, a new player with the Phillies. Yes. Much easier to accomplish all of that during spring training. So we'll keep fighting the good fight. That's what he said is next. And we'll start with fresh quotes on the Brandon Crawford signing for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mason Wynn is a super prospect. I mean, whatever you think about the bat, the glove's going to play. This is a major league shortstop. Okay. So the let's run through the play. quote. The arm is going the to that's fair. Well, the play. arm is insane. The arm's insane. He has to make sure he doesn't get lazy fielding it because his arm catches up to a lot of things. Well, he's very motivated right now because according to Mason Wynn himself, the Brandon Crawford signing led him to, quote, kind of light a fire under my ass. And he goes out in the next spring training game and gets three hits, swipes a bag. Again, I get it. It's spring training, but... You get the Brandon Crawford perspective from Katie Wu in The Athletic. Crawford told her, I know shortstop is supposed to be Mason Wynn's job. I'm here to help him out any way that I can. So <laughs> cool. You have, you have one side. Here you go. Jeff Jones also. One side saying like, yo, it's a battle. Don't, don't touch my freaking spot. I'm the young rising rookie here. Mason Wynn said he got the heads up on Sunday morning that the Crawford deal was coming and he immediately went to look him up and learn more about him. Then he went out and tallied three hits and a steal in his first spring training game. And there's the quote again. I could not agree more. And I, 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 I need AJ to respond to this first. And then I just think, I, to me, my opinion, why were you not like this before? This is the That's team. my point. He ain't made shit. You he ain't made me. nothing. They still got uh, Tommy Edmond, who's supposed to be their shortstop. Right? I mean, I know he's injured right now, but... Does it take Brandon Crawford to light a fire under your house to try to make the team on opening day? It yeah, but like, no, but I mean, Crawford, I mean um, this is their shortstop. When, uh, Edmund's not going to be their shortstop. Okay, yes, but, but I'm just – go ahead, Grouchy. He should be. He should be – like, this is the best thing – one of the things that Michael Young said, rookies bring the energy, veterans bring the experience. Don't come in as a rookie and be like – I got this dog. I'm smooth. I'm smooth. Come in and be like, I want to play all nine innings of every single game. And then AJ's grumpy 37-year-old burnt neck goes, <laughs> relax, kid. Like, we're we're gonna be in we're gonna be in St. Louis soon. And that's how it works. And he's just like bounce off the wall. I want to play, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play, I want to, I want to have bats. Not like, oh, we signed a veteran. Oh man, I better. I better figure this out. If he thinks Brandon Crawford's taking his job, he wasn't built for this job this year anyway. Agreed. I, I, agree. I just don't understand. I mean, I know he got to come up last year and, and did some nice things, but he ain't never been there on opening day. And they brought. And what's weird to me is they brought Brandon Crawford, and they said from the get-go he's coming in as insurance in case he doesn't get the job done. Cool. And they signed him late. Like, what did they see that they were worried that he wouldn't be able to do it? That was like – Wait a second. Was he acting like kind of like what Kratz said? I don't know. I, I think I think sometimes. I mean, I remember when I was trying to make the team every day. I was like Kratz said. I was like, I'll catch every game. I'll catch every bullpen. 
I will do anything y'all want me to do so I can make this team on opening day and be the starting catcher on opening day. Instead of like, oh, they signed Tom Prince. Oh, no, I better get going because they have him. Like, no, hell no. I wasn't. Once I, once I, like I was, a, you know, once I came up in 20 and 2000 and got to play a bunch. And then I was like, all right, man, I kind of feel like I have this job going to spring. But I wasn't going to let anybody take it. I was doing everything I could do. I mean, you name it. You want me to go get balls for you? Shag, bucket, hit extra, catch extra, do this? Everything. I was do- You want me to go on the road, catch nine innings? Yes, sir, Tom Kelly, whatever you need, brother. I'll do it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I didn't need anyone to light a fire under my ass. It was lit. It's the big leagues. And maybe, and maybe we're piling on Mason too much here. And, and his comments, you know, maybe he's, he's just being honest, like, hey, you know, it really lit a fire and he, it, we're blowing it up. But in general, that's how rookies need to be. If a rookie looks at A.J. Pruszynski and is like, man, I want to be like that, it takes a lot of time. A.J. Pruszynski had two All-Star games before he ever reached free agency. Like, it takes a lot to get that done. And you know what? He got sent down after he was in the big leagues. And then he got called up, and then he got sent back down again. So when you're a rookie, and I'm not piling on Mason Wynn here, when you're a rookie, that's how you need to be until it's told to you, all right, bro, like we need to rein in the horses a little bit. But the job is his. I- I'm I'm on the other side here. First off, we love honest, real takes. So if that's a little part of his motivation, I'm okay with that. Right. AJ. You, you played your whole career looking at the opponent and having a mantra that they are the enemy on the battlefield, correct? And even if yeah. that wasn't truly the case, even if you were friends with some of those dudes and you were going to get dinner later, during that time period, that made you a better player. If fans booed you, that made you a better player. It was like, oh, you're fucked. AJ's about to go three for four today, right? So for me, I'm okay with it. It was one line. He's a rookie. He still knows that Crawford's going to come in and back him up. They needed a little bit of infield depth. Plus, it's a great guy to learn from. So, okay, he looked him up. So, if he says it lit a fire under my ass, I don't know. I mean, I think it's way more fun and open than if he just said, that's great, good job for them for signing him. Because that's 99% of the answers that we get in this sport. I think I think you're misunderstanding a little bit what we're saying, and I think some people in the chat are also, Scott. Like, I'm happy he said this, right? But what I'm saying is sometimes things are just better off unsaid. And he should have been like, yeah, I saw it. And, yeah, I'm going to prove that I'm the shortstop. I mean, listen, there's different vocabulary, different vernacular, whatever the word is that we want to use. But to me, it's just I think Kratz and I are more saying that, like, he should have already had it because he was trying to win the job in spring training. So, listen, we're not criticizing Mason Wynn. And I don't want anyone to think that we're criticizing Mason Wynn for what he said. I'm happy he said what he said. But all we're saying is, like, that should have already been lit. Because you're trying to make the team on opening day. They're, they're, I'm glad he said it because, hey, you know what? It's a look into the kid's, you know, thoughts and, and what he's going through. And listen, Brandon Crawford, I don't think Brandon Crawford signed there to be the everyday shortstop. If you see some of his quotes and what he said, he's like, I saw Wayson win. I'm here to help him do whatever. I, that, that's, the, that's the talk of a guy that knows his role and knows what he's doing. So I don't think want anyone to think we're criticizing Mason Wynn at all. I, I think he's going to be a really good player for the Cardinals if he can just hit a little bit because he does defense and he can run, which are the things that kind of the Cardinals need right now. So I'm, I'm all for saying what he said. I just think like it was more of like, okay, maybe he should have said this at the beginning of camp. Like I have a chance to make the opening day roster. I got a fire to make that roster. So listen, great. He said it. Go get him. 
What if he said, I've had fire under my ass, but now Brandon Crawford brings a blowtorch and there's more <laughs> fire because yep. I want to I want to step my game up and get better from him too. Like Kelsey Bird watches every Cardinals game. She has her own show. She's in the chat all the time. She said, I kind of took it as more of a respect thing for Crawford, but that's in context of everything else I've heard know about Win. You know, like I, I feel like this could almost get misconstrued a little bit. A little bit. Like if I said to him, well, dude, this is how you get a fire lit under your ass. And he, he might say, I think the response would be, nah, dude, I'm, I'm in the big leagues. I got the fire, but now Crawford's coming over here. So I want to show him a legend in San Francisco, how I can, you know, bring something to the shortstop position here in St. Louis you know and think? try to be a slice of what he brought to the Giants, which were championships and one of the better shortstops in the game for a while. You know what I would have said, Crouchy, if I was him and I was in this situation, I would have been like, good. It's my job to have Brandon Crawford come over, teach me some things because it's my job and he ain't getting it. That, that, that would have been like, damn, all right, here we go. Like in the team, I looked at him and said, all right. Here we go and go out and do it. But, you know, because that's like a confident thing where like I already know and I'm I'm bringing it every single day and this is my job, right? Like Kratzy, I mean, you, you saw, I saw rookies come up and, and I knew they had to play and they were, they were confident and they were like, they, and I heard guys say that. And I was like, all right, I like this kid because listen, that's my job. And I am going to do everything in my power to not let anybody take it. And, and I think, you know, light a fire, maybe it was the wrong words, fine, but cool. Whatever helps him get motivated, I'm all for it. I can't wait till B. Crawl comes on here and we tell him that Mason Wynn didn't know who he was. He had to look him up. That's to that's, me. That that's was also what's funny to that me. Was the I didn't part. want to go there. That's <laughs> why I can't wait. I can't wait till B. Hey, you guys know. That's you guys good. remember Gordon Beckham, right? Obviously, you guys remember Gordon Beckham. Oh, yeah. He came up to hit in his his uh, live VP, and he just his first spring training, and for and I don't know why, but he had a. Uh, number three on, which was Harold Baines's number or something. And I was like, hey, uh, Gordon, they gave you Harold Baines' number? And he's like, who's – I go, they gave you Harold's number? And he's like, who's Harold? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that is such a Gordon Beckham thing to say, too. Oh, so, nice, and I'm like – That's a nice guy, but sometimes a little – Yeah, little, it was so uh, funny. I don't know how he ended up like that, but it was like – he's like, who's Harold? And I'm like, what? You'd be surprised – as we all get right. older, how many players are not known by the 20, 21 year olds that are stepping up into the game? I mean, really, you shouldn't be surprised, but it's just funny. Sometimes when we ask a player like who their favorite player is growing up and the dude's like six years into the bigs, <laughs> the guy's like 30. Brandon Crawford's example, it almost sounds like Brandon Crawford was too old to be Mason Wynn's favorite player. He played last year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like he I retired know. 10 years ago. Yeah, he played last year. I know, but he wasn't good last year. I mean, last year is not a year you'd look at Brandon Crawford and be like, that's my guy. You know? Yeah, but Br Br Mason Wynn is how, what, 21, 22 years old? 21 years old. <laughs> so that puts him 2010, seven, eight years old. I mean, that is the... know, they won in 10, 12, and 14. And, I mean, that's kind of like right in the sweet spot of like watching baseball growing up. I don't know. That's what that's what I would say. I thought you were going to say how surprising that there's some players in the game that don't know anything about the game, mm -hmm. not just the history of the game, <laughs> but just like, yeah, you know what? They just they gave me a glove and I went and ran after the ball and they threw it at me sometimes when I had a bat and I whacked that thing. 
BetMGM futures win totals. Today's three teams on the model are the Arizona Diamondbacks at 85 and a half, the Detroit Tigers at 81 and a half, and the Milwaukee Brewers at 76 and a half dubs. AJ, would you like to begin or do you need more time to think about it? No, I can go. Arizona. Arizona is a tough one on here. Detroit, under for me because I think they're going to be around 78 because I think the Royals are going to be better and I think they lose some wins there. Uh, I think uh, Milwaukee over for me. That's the easiest one on here. Arizona, I'm going to take 86, so that's over. Just because they've improved, the Dodgers improved, Giants kind of a step back, Rockies are the Rockies, and the Padres allegedly have taken a step back. So I'm going to go 86, so I guess over on the Diamondbacks. I'm going under Diamondbacks. And I I love the 81 number for the Tigers, except Kike said the Tigers were in on them. To me, maybe the Tigers get somebody here at the end. Maybe they get a Tommy Pham. To me, I'm going over on the Tigers. And that is completely – this is the hardest board I think we've had in, you know, that we've been putting the divisions together here. So – or that we've been doing the over-unders. So I'm going over Tigers. This is the year they go over 500 and contend, and it's going to be riding on that pitching staff, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, the monster that AJ was afraid of, and the Brewers. I mean, my Brewer fandom, I have to go over. Because no, but even, the even model's in real life, always under. Yeah. In real life, the model's always under for Milwaukee. So I'm going under Arizona, over Detroit, over Milwaukee. I'm the same <laughs> on that one. I'm the same. Under, go, over, under? Under, over, over? Yeah, I'll go Arizona. I'll, I'll go like, yeah, I, I mean, I, that's tight. That's like 84-ish. I had, I had 84. I mean, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take the under. Yeah, Detroit, it's a slight over for me. I think it's a 500 team in that division. And then for me, Milwaukee was the easier one. Even if they're a 500 oh, ball club, that's that's an easy dub right there. 76 and a half. I, I'm surprised it's that low. They do it the every moment. year. They do it every yeah. year. I know in they, the chat, they, they, baseball's not dead since the last seven years they've been over their betting line. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's the only reason because I've followed it since I was there. And it's always been. Well, I know what I'm doing today then <laughs> when I get to the app. And if you're new to the app, place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager. Um, of at least five bucks, you receive $150 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. When you use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, download the app or visit BenMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least five bucks into the new account. Place a wager in the amount of at least five bucks at standard odds price. Then once you do that, $150 in bonus bets for you, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll keep it snappy. I just got a flight to catch. So let's go right to Kratats. Reading Phillies. The ostrich, the emu that runs around throwing hot dogs out. No longer dollar dogs at the Phillies games, mm. but you can still get your dollar wrapped up dog and it hucked out for free at a Reading Phillies game. The fighting Phils. 
That looks like a Looney Tune. It's nice. It's actually pretty intricate. A little too big for me. Like a little, like it's the logo. Large. It's like a billboard logo. Yeah, it is enormous. It's like AJ and Michael Jordan's golf course. I will say billboard. though, they're going in the right direction. Bigger logos, bigger names on the back of jerseys. <laughs> AJ grade. Yeah, I like that one. I'll give it a B minus. It would be higher. It would be higher. You know why it'd be a higher? If they, hit, if I could actually put two shoes to like this in the locker instead of like this in Reading. <laughs> hey, Major League Baseball came through and renovated it all. Did they? Sure, they did. That's what they. That's what they're saying they're doing. Okay, cool. Hmm. Uh, tomorrow's show is Adam Jones at Braves Camp. If you have any Braves that you would like to hear from. We will do our best. Obviously, some of them play in games or pitch, but you can send requests to us on Foul Territory's Instagram, or you can comment on a YouTube clip that we put out there, whatever. I will try and see as much as I can and send requests to the team to talk to probably a few players during FT as the spring training tour continues. Uh, we'll see everyone on Friday. Good show. I agree. That was fun. TK Subscribe. Have a good weekend. Oh, yeah. See you, AJ. Oh, neat. Enjoy your flight. Safe travels. Beantown. Ronald Acuna. Bring him on. Somebody get him. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.